Hello there, I'm Tim and he's John and this is How to Murder Time, a podcast about games and things. Hello. Watcher. Episode 200. Oh, I didn't go off. And it's 10 years. 10 years of podcasting. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yay. I did a thing. You missed my coffee. <laughs> Excellent. 10 years of podcasting. Um, and yes. 200 episodes of this, plus... It's is it really two hundred on episode yeah episode yes. number two hundred so this, we this thought, is the two hundred episode of Hand of Time yeah there was some expense spared there was a couple of hundred around hand podcasts before that God yeah and I've done lots and lots of other shows with other people you aren't you yes so, apparently yeah so so yeah um something of a significant episode I it suppose is. so uh, yes. So I've, I did a bit of research because I, I actually forced myself to go back and listen to the first episode we ever did. Why would you do that I to know, yourself? It's pretty cringeworthy. It is awful. Yes, yes. It's all very, um, it's all very although, tentative. Although some of my musical choices were questionable for a podcast, but I'd forgotten that last time I listened to it. Music. We had music. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't even be bothered to put a theme tune on the front I don't anymore. like theme tunes on podcasts because <laughs> I listen back at 1.3 speed now. So, oh, and it all sounds a bit weird yeah. and super. So stop putting theme tunes on your podcast, people. Fair enough. Me. Well, who can argue? Um, yeah, so uh, Van Hamlock podcast number one, uh, March the 3rd, 2008. Yeah. So we're a little bit early, but... If we recorded Basically, <laughs> basically 10 years, yeah. Well, it works out with the so next episode. Coincides. The next episode covers it. So this is our last episode of this decade. Of it, of it. not being this decade. Yeah. For it's that decade. We're into our second decade of podcasting. Yeah, yeah. On and off, we had a few breaks here and there, but yeah. on the whole, um, consistent drivel for a very long time. It's, it becomes it easier to drivel. do it than not do it. it really to be honest, has been <laughs> uh, yeah. Shall we go over? The, I made some notes about the first episode. Yeah, then, then, just what, what what mistakes did we make? Absolute meta nostalgia episode. This. If you're interested in hearing about what we've been playing, you might as well come back in like you know a week or something. Yeah. Uh, so yes, I, I've written. Uh, well, we were doing it fortnight back then as yeah, well yeah. yeah i think we did it weekly for a while didn't we? we did we, oh we did two a week at one point <laughs> oh god we had the news one and the episode. yes yes because we um, we went nuts yeah well i mean i don't know we had some kind of public service broadcasting remit thing going on at the start so you there was quite news like and BBC stuff 4. i thought yes my inspirations yeah. were largely radio 4 which perhaps is not really appropriate for the cutting edge of what is it vlogging now isn't it yeah yeah, yeah um so what have they copied of us <laughs> so i've always come at this from entirely the wrong perspective um yes so music i've written there exclamation mark it's, it, we just had constant music all the way through bedding yeah. the entire thing that must have taken ages to edit not really no, no. Oh, okay no if, if it's taken ages to edit then it would this sound would... better <laughs> <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> enough. we wouldn't still be doing it yeah uh not bad stuff down tempo lounge ambient yeah, yeah. electronica yeah, I've made a personal note there. Can you find out what the track was at uh, 20, 23 minutes is 26 the seconds? I don't know. That's what I want to know. Yeah, episode one, 23 okay. minutes I'll, in, I'll have a look. 26 seconds. Thank you. Um, yeah, I quite like the track from that. I don't know. Shazam, yeah, technology that yeah. didn't exist uh, yeah. back then. Uh, still an hour. Uh, nerves. Yes, I sound quite nervous and tentative on that yeah. first one. Well, it had taken me about anymore. six months to trick you into doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like I'd been toying with the idea of doing for like a year or something. Yeah. <laughs> and just, uh, yeah. I found our first ever recording, which was... Oh, did we do some test playing or something? <laughs> oh, God, the first ever soundtrack. Unlock a Roco. Bon- bonus feature, yeah. Um, so I go, I bla- blather on a lot introducing the pair of us, and it, I'd noted in there that I'd been doing online gaming for nine years prior to that. Yeah. So 2001, 2000, that was early EverQuest. So, yeah, 99-ish. So I'd like to think my credentials are somewhat in order for this. Uh, 
At the time, I was playing Second Life, Tabula Rasa, EVE Online and Puzzle Pirates. All of those games are still going and very successful. Quite an eclectic mix, <laughs> yes. Yes, well, I mean, Second Life is, is, is Second Life. It's, it is still going, but it's not nearly the big media darling everyone thought it was going to be about no, five no, years no, ago. Ever. I haven't been in there in a very long time. Uh, Tabula Rasa, yeah, that, that sort of... I don't know, I must have been in there about sort of three months before it all started to go pear-shaped. So, so launch. <laughs> it wouldn't last very long, did it? It's no. over like two years or something. Was uh, it still, um, here's Tabula Rasa, or is it just Tabula Well, I mean, because I've, I've got notes further down, because the, the, the sort of first proto-what-we're-playing segment yeah. of that show was basically me banging on about Tabula Rasa for oh, like okay. half half the episode. So, uh, Eve Online's still going, and there's just, an interesting news thing there. Uh, Mm. This has been recorded in mid-February. <laughs> Just for the record, at mid-February it was still going. Really? We'll revisit it by... Really? I mean, I, I don't really follow it much myself anymore, but I do occasionally look at Massively Overpowered, and, uh, and they talk about it now and then. And there, from what there, I gather, there was some massive, big, yeah. multi-million dollar-esque loss war thing just happened recently. It was so. very disappointing. Was um, what I think is hmm. happening with EVE Online at the moment, and forgive me if I'm completely wrong, is that uh, they're selling off all their uh, companies to try and get more cash. They aren't, don't have growing subscriber numbers, and they're a little bit worried about cash from what I... They were buying up all sorts of stuff. And yeah, all they sorts sold of, it all now. I think EVE's problem is they've Anti never really cracked that second game problem no. they've, they've tried stuff that's that valkyrie thing the gun yeah, jack thing now. there's that virtual reality tennis spark yeah that's gladiator thing i don't know what that was uh, there, there was white well, they bought white wolf games they sold that and that was going to be a world of darkness they sold that the walking stations thing i think was a spin-off from some of the early work they were oh, doing on that uh, yeah, the walking station stuff's gone now <laughs> or going i believe it's like they they've hit on a really good formula for eve but can't Go can't break no. away from that. Any time they try anything different, it tends to sort of go badly for well, them. The problem has always been it's never been able to move past that solid core customer base. They never get managed to get it up into the many millions. Mm. I don't know what the state of Puzzle Pirates is anymore. Is <laughs> I think that might it? have been a passing fad for me is even it still then. Going? I think it still is. Yeah, yeah. It's just a simple. It's uh, I, actually it's, it's a kind of proto Sea of Thieves, but with a lot yeah. more Tetris and, and little Lego type people. I think I prefer Sea of Thieves. <laughs> Uh, so apparently back then you were playing World of Warcraft and you'd noted that that was your second go at it. Yeah. Your second attempt. That didn't last very long. Yeah. Uh, and you were playing EVE Online as well back then. That did last long. Yeah, yeah. Do you, are you still subscribed? No. <laughs> how long were you subscribed for without... So, so from Remind the last time check. you played... To... <laughs> no, I'm definitely not. You were definitely I subscribing was... but not playing for a couple of years or so. I, I yeah. I've, well, keeping that skill train Considering going. I started playing at launch... Yeah. And was subscribed constantly for, oh God, it must have been a long time. Was that in the nature of a supporting a work you believe in, or was that just you couldn't be bothered to stop subscribing? Skill training. The, the, is it the exploitative yeah. nature of the skill training model? Exploitative nature of the skill training model, mostly. Yeah. No, oh, well. and also being CEO of a company. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were, and all of that bollocks. You I, ended up in charge of a whole load of stuff in there. Yeah, I was, I was only a figurehead, though, because <laughs> I didn't want to do any of the real work. And so, I had... Uh, corporate management five, so I could start the alliance. You were the character. You were the. <laughs> it's the traditional for that to be a mule rather than an actual player who gets sucked into training. Okay, no, fair enough. Yeah. Um, See also the city we had in Galaxy. Oh yes, yeah, anyway. yeah, that keeps happening to you, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. We did news. 
that, I know. Back back then, we used to. Well, as far as I could tell, I mean, even as of, even on our very first episode, it was largely you reading out a news item and then me me having a half assed opinion about yeah, it, yeah. not really understanding. Yeah. <laughs> so we we ditched that fairly uh, early on. No, in. we didn't. That went for a long time. Did we? Yeah, it got moved out the main show into its own oh, show. Oh, yeah, the own show. Oh God, yeah, yeah. And people keep saying they should bring it back, and no, the news, our, our news, news section was awful. I think the basic problem is that I just don't care. No, I don't you know, care. I, really. It's it's a real chore, real hard work following. Well, it's, it's all right following... I mean, I'm not even the sort of MMO gamer now who follows the games I actually play, you know? I just turn up, I play, and that's, you know, I take them for what they are. Yeah. And I don't really look forward particularly to, oh, there's a big thing coming soon, oh, I, I do, just play. I could do this week's new, uh, MMO news. Yeah, go on. Or online gaming news or whatever. Yeah. Uh, loot boxes are a problem. People <laughs> like them, people don't like them, and they're a bit exploitative. Derek Smarter says something stupid. Um... Star Citizen. Still not ready. Still not ready. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, you well, can play that all year if you want. I sort of, I don't know, I kind of look at the mass, yeah, like I say, mass, what used to be massively and they got sold off from AOL. Yeah. They were going for ages. We wrote for them for a while. We did. We, pa- we were, paid writing. We, we were proper gaming yeah, journalists. proper journalists for, for like a month or two. Until we so, the I think somebody put a harsh comment at the bottom of one of my articles and I ran away sobbing and didn't do it anymore. Yeah. So I um, realised it was killing my love of gaming. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Almost as much as podcasting did. I think the, the current thing everyone's excited about at the moment in in the, the online gaming world is is Sea of Thieves, and that essentially is a lobby based kind of small shards. Yeah, not an MMO, by any it's not an MMO, of, no, no four player co op PvP thing. It is by Relic, but not Relic. Uh, uh, Microsoft Studios. No, Rare. 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 Well, oh, Relic, because of the stupid Relic news this week. Hmm. Relic. Yeah, no, they're by Rare, who, of course, uh, started off uh, by doing Jetpack. So. Do, you want, do you want me to run down the news items we talked about on our first show? Oh, go on. We can see what we think now. So the, one, the first item we had was, was an article entitled Eve Online Can Last 50 Years, which now, in hindsight, is, is quite hyperbolic and quite naive. But I, I don't, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not entirely sure about I Christmas. don't know. Uh, yeah, there was just some, I think it was actually some out-of-context quote about the server architecture or something like that. It yeah. wasn't actually. <laughs> <laughs> to do with necessarily the game itself being that popular and lasting to 2058 or something like that. I mean, but it has lasted 10, 20 years? No, 10 years at least. 2003, so it's 15 years yeah. already. I mean, 50 stupid. I mean, no, none of us are going to be around in 50 years, let alone I'm not. EVE Online. But I'm not planning to be around then. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> but yes, yeah, so it was a sort of general purpose thing about the longevity of EVE as yeah. a concept and stuff. And, but you don't think so? No, it does not does it feel. Seem, it seems hostile. I don't. I'm just talking. It doesn't. From, it doesn't feel like a um, healthy product at the moment it's, to me. It's, I Looking it, from the outside, it may be fine on the inside, but the few um, Eve bloggers that I still read mm. um, aren't that enthusiastically yeah. happy. I know nothing say. about the game anymore, and probably am not qualified to make any kind of no, observational comment at all. But, but it never stopped us as the first episode show. <laughs> but we're gonna. I would say its problem is that it's just so unrelentless, relentlessly hostile to new blood. Yeah, they, you know, it's it's it is a it is a bear pit. It is Lord of the Flies, and the people who pl- play love it like well that way. And in a way, I I think some some of CCP's problem is that they're a little bit held hostage by their player base. Yeah, the hardcore are. veterans who don't want it to change, don't want it to appeal to new players, don't want it to be different. I love it for what it is, and that's fine. It's great if you've got a game you like and enjoy. Problem but with that is, even the most ardent 
Eve player is going to get bored eventually, and, and the, the numbers will tail off. You, yeah. you, there is normal churn and grind. I don't know what the numbers are like. Perhaps you know people could probably tell me I'm talking cobblers and that their concurrency on you know their player concurrency numbers for Sundays afternoons are the highest they've ever been or whatever. I don't know, but it's always had this this reputation, the bad boy of the MMO yeah. world, and and if that's the reputation it wants, then well done, you know. I don't know. Um, what else? We had uh, profiling terrorists in World of Warcraft. I think that was just some sensationalist news thing that real, you know, real, real people news that had filtered through. Yeah, to but then it turned out that um, white supremacy was still a thing, and most American terrorism is white supremacy. Well, that's a decade ago. The, the uh, international so yeah. geopolitical climate was quite different. Yeah, yeah, it has actually changed quite a lot. Um, but I yeah, think the they, idea was they were right. Well, the idea was that they were using. I think they all just use Snapchat now. But, yeah, um, yeah, or. <laughs> But the, the idea that they would be using World of Warcraft and similar MMOs to coordinate as a kind of back channel that no one would think about monitoring. Rather than Skype or yeah. ICQ or... <laughs> Yeah, whatever. whatever. Yeah, any kind <laughs> of encrypted thing. Yeah, um, we got UK Bank blames fraudsters for WoW ban. This, I think, it was the Halifax Bank were no longer taking World of Warcraft subscriptions on their things because they kept getting chargebacks yeah. and all that sort of thing. And, well, and my or, bank won't let fraud. me buy cryptocurrency on my credit card anymore. So uh... <laughs> I think they're just thinking of you, really. Aren't <laughs> they, they really are. Yeah, there's <laughs> a bubble. Uh, yes, but yeah, I mean, the idea that fraudulent transactions were a real headache. It was quite an interesting. I was, I was listening back to it i think it was interesting that we were looking in depth at the idea that it's the the mmo company is having to foot the bill all the time yeah. when anything goes wrong on a credit card the, the chargeback oh that's fine consumer is perfectly protected from everything you just tell them you don't want it or it's all gone wrong and 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 you get your money back but that then gets charged back to the mmo company or whatever and apparently i think i, we had, I think there was a quote from john smedley there so at the time he was saying it was a real problem for them <laughs> so yeah i don't know if that's still a problem nowadays i think most people use paypal and stuff like that mm. And then you've got so many sort of in-game grind out your currency tokens and platinums that I suppose systems must have become much more robust since then. Most we're used to it all. You know, we live in the cash shop age nowadays, which we, I don't think we, did. we didn't really live in those. Th- 2008, no. ten years ago, it was the all sub-based. Free-to-play was not really the thing. Yeah. No. So uh, Lego Universe coming soon. Yes, still going. Is it? No, no, no. It disappeared. Did it? Did it, did it which even one launch? was? Which one was Lego Universe? I don't know. It was a big Lego MMO that was. Was that Gazillion? Was that the one that had that did actually come out for a bit? Net Devil. Netdevil. Netdevil, who did Jumpgate and not much else. They were then given the massive the w- Lego MMO gig. You'll forgive me if I'm a little bit um, fuzzy because many Lego games have come There's and been gone a in that couple, time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's not the uh, minifigure based one. But it, I don't know. Uh, based on the uh, collectible It's already minifigures. fading into the mists. I think it was the one where you went around and you had these little kits you could build. And I don't know. The idea was obviously that there was going to be... You get Didn't you play of, something? There I played was, several. There was a demo or yeah, a I think I did play, or something. Yeah, it was terrible. It was yeah, awful. Yeah. But I think also they had a lot of problem policing uh, chat and stuff like How that. How do you detect a Lego penis? Well, quite, yes. Um, yeah, you were dubious about it back then, I've written it. Yeah. Uh, All Points Bulletin coming soon. Still out? <laughs> still going? It came, it went, it died, and then it was like re- resurrected under new, new management. It got released on consoles a couple of years ago. I don't know. And it is of, still there on Steam. All, all of the uh, Xbox type um, video people were playing it and laughing at how laughably bad it was. Yeah. The yeah. driving was terrible, it was buggy, it looked awful. But that was by the Crackdown people, I believe, and it yeah. killed them, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, we don't mention that. No, fair enough. Crackdown 3 out later this year. Mm, almost certainly by not, not, by, not by the same people, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, so we managed the five news stories. Was that six? Yeah. 
Well, we did them five. in 15 minutes. Yeah, so we're, we're much better at news we are, yeah. already. Yeah, um, it's, it's just 10 years out of date. <laughs> Yeah. Although, could any of those stories, they could be today. I know. They're all ageless. They, well, yeah, I don't know. Does it feel like they, the genre's changed significantly yes. in ten years? It went away. <laughs> Fair enough. So then we spent the I rest... Out loud. Well, I say we. I mean, I spent the, the remaining half of that episode going on about my time in Tabula Rasa. Did I look around the room board? Uh, well, oh, we, no, it was we, a video, was we it? We were audio only back then, so they couldn't see you looking yeah. around the room board. Yeah. No, no. And I don't think I let you talk about what you were playing back then, because it was all about me, me, me. <laughs> hey, hey, Focus. Uh, so yes, the the tabula rasa news. One point, the one point four patch had just dropped. Wow! Yeah, uh, was that the game changing? They, they just on? added hybrid races instead of humans. You could be half aliens as a character thing. Okay. Uh, Why? For some reason, we were talking about the agency. Oh know? yeah, the agency was going to happen. That was going to be Sony's big spy contemporary yeah. spy MMO. Yes, that was going to happen. It didn't. No, it didn't. <laughs> it got a Facebook game. Yeah, I which think was about as far as it ever made, they ever yeah. made it with that. I don't know where, where, whether there was ever anything playable or it just died no, on the no, design no, I table. Or... I, I don't even know if uh, devs, uh, any journalists got to play a play. So I was dubious about the long-term survival of Tabula Rasa back then because of the whole way the clones worked and that there was no replayability. Oh, yeah, you yeah. Of, you essentially saved your character at various points in yeah, your you career and then picked a different one. one yeah. Yeah. Uh, How did that work out for them? It didn't last very long. No. No. Uh, auto assault similarities. I, th- I swear, I even remember some of the incidental some, in-game some, music. Yeah, they reused from the music, reused yeah. assets, but yeah. the, the, the feel of the game was very similar, but on foot as well. Oh, uh, too quick leveling. Uh, I was very dismissive of Richard Garriott's name attached to it. It didn't seem. Didn't seem. Well, yeah, he's just he's a spaceman now. No, yeah. What's he doing now? I don't know. Oh, no, it is. It's the Kickstarter Shroud of the Avatar thing, isn't Oh, it? God, yeah. He's basically rebuilding Ultima Online again because yeah. Tabula Rasa didn't work and, and there's no real long-term prospects for a spaceman did in I this put, day and age. Did I about that one on Kickstarter? I don't know. You tend to back everything. So. Uh, th- uh, we were all excited about the idea of PAUs, which was going to be some kind of vehicle, some kind of mech suit type thing. and that never. I think they showed up briefly in the, hey, we're closing, go and play with everything we have. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit know. buggy. Yeah. Uh, there was a there was a big there was a big nerf to hit points. All the monsters suddenly had massively greater hit points and regeneration in order to make the game slow down a bit because yeah. people were getting bored <laughs> and running out of it. Uh, and then I did a really bad Bruce Forsyth impression, which I'm not going to recap Why? for you here. I don't know. I think I think my point was that it could, you could put any name on the front of there, and I picked Bruce Forsyth's name as a random example. That's something that's changed. Richard Garriott's Tabula yeah. Rasa was the big that's thing. That's something that's changed it, it meant in the nothing. 10 years, because he's dead now. Well, he's dead now, yeah. 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 I feel bad. Yeah. I shouldn't have taken the piss back then. But... I should have put his name on the game properly. Well, yeah. Uh, also, I was playing Audio Surf and was quite excited about that. Oh, yeah, well, really. I haven't touched it since. <laughs> <laughs> so, there we go. So, yeah, that was our first episode. It was an hour long. Um, it was largely what we do now. We haven't changed. No. <laughs> we haven't learned. No, but well, well, I don't know. You've got some notes. I've got some notes. Let me look at my notes, which are buried under. <sighs> Somebody's put. Parking. Hang on. There we go. Ah, my face. My beautiful face. That one didn't go off. It's all <coughs> stuck. Oh, God. It smells of gunpowder. It does here. smell of gunpowder. Again. Okay. At least it smells of the good sort of gunpowder this time. Yeah. Right, ten years. Why are you wearing gloves? Because it's freezing in here. It's not freezing in here. Something wrong with you, freak. Yes. What are your notes? Uh, Ten years, right? Yes. Have we learned anything in ten years as an industry and as people? Oh, as people. Oh, as an industry. Um... Oh, this is the big, ooh, how has the yeah. industry moved how, in 10 years? How has things changed? How things, we well, learned? 
it's free to play, isn't it? It's got well, to be the big thing. I mean, are you talking MMOs in general? Or? Well, just everything. Games really. in general? Because free to play came along in MMOs yes. to deal with the fact that people I mean, didn't want to sub. That must have been starting around 2008 back then. I don't, I don't yeah. think when Anarchy Online, that would have been the first. Anarchy Online decided, oh God, we can't compete with World of Warcraft. Have our game for free. Um, and then there was DDO. Which actually, they just, I don't know if it was accident or not, but they sort of designed it worked for DDO because DDO was essentially about buying Dungeons and Dragons modules and playing them. So yeah. they start, they went with the unlockable chunks of content through Cash Shop, which was the sort of proto free to play age that we're in now. I mean, I don't remember there being much in the way of loot, you know, XP boosters and all that kind of crap, but. But now, but all now the free to play thing has it's uh, everywhere. It's every, it's, an, it's in your uh, full priced single player games. Well, multiplayer game actually is in the single player games too, isn't it? God yeah. Well, uh, yeah. If anything, the single player gaming has learned some useful tips yeah. of monetization from from our beloved MMO genre. Yeah, I, I blame World of Warcraft, of course. You know, yeah. I mean, it's all World of Warcraft's fault. Everything because it was just so good that no one else could really compete. So they had to start giving their game away. Do for you free. remember when Bartle said that if he could do anything, it would be uninvent World of Warcraft? And everyone gave him a massive amount of hate for that. I think he was quite insightful. He was very right. It I'm would not, be interesting to see where MMOs I'm not sure went. uninventing World of Warcraft would help because you know if somebody if, else if World of Warcraft yeah. didn't exist, someone else would invent but, it. But the problem is that World of Warcraft came along. Yes, uh, it popularized what was a very niche genre in, in EverQuest yeah. and Ultima Online and National. It, it, it made all of the games which weren't like it have to be like it, and that stifled everything. Well, it it, it owned the eyes of the mainstream game industry to the idea that you could charge people £10 a month for the same game over and over and over and you wouldn't have to make a new game. Yes, you make expansion content and then you charge a new box price for that yeah. as well. But the idea that you... Yeah, yeah, games as a service. You know, the whole the, yeah, the whole concept. Yeah. I mean, I it was, it was a really freakish... I mean, yeah, it's a really freakish outlier that, that really put lots of people off in the days of EverQuest. You have to be... Because that was the days of dial-up, remember? I paid ridiculous sums of money yearly on phone bills. So the idea that I'd pay another £10 a month yeah. to access EverQuest quest was nothing, you know, because I was already playing well more than that in phone. But then they had the quite obvious problem of if you have to pay a sub to play, you can't just dip in and have a quick go. Well, what subscription MMO gaming did was, unless you were particularly decadent and had the disposable income and the time and, and all that sort of thing, you were typically locked into one MMO. You could afford one, really reasonably, justify one MMO subscription a month because they were fifteen, you know, yeah. $10 a month, $15 a month, even back then, $10 at least. And so you'd have to think, right, okay, which game am I going to play? And then having put down, having essentially signed up for a service contract to play yeah. a game, you then feel that you, you know, the, the whole sunk cost thing, you know, you feel, all right, well, I better stick to this game to get my money's worth and I can't, you know, justify, you know. And then it was such a faff to unsubscribe and to remember yeah, to unsubscribe, yeah. particularly if you do more than one month at a time, you get your bulk discount for like three months or six months or whatever. Then you think, all right, well, I'm going to start with this game for six months now. And, you know, friends, you know, even... On the rare chance that you knew people in real life and friends who also played online gaming, the chances of them being, you know, on the same game as you are quite rare. And also on the same server or even the level bands. I mean, all these things I bitch about all the time about levels, group composition, etc. They were all, you know, iron fast, ironclad rules back then. And then no one had any sympathy for it. Yeah. And and so that all that huge heap of problems put you know, basically strangled the the MMO genre in its infancy kept it small kept you know back in the day 
a quarter of a third of a million people played EverQuest one at its peak, and we thought that, that we thought that was mind blowing. Yeah, we, we did. Thought, we thought that was that was we thought nothing could beat EverQuest, and then along comes World of Warcraft. Oh, you know, yeah, you know, tens of millions. Star Wars Battlefield two sold nine million copies and was considered a flop for not selling enough. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but Star Wars Battlefield Two is not selling itself to the same players every single month. Funny you should say that. <laughs> um, they need to turn that back on. It's one of the reasons why it's uh, yeah. Anyway, mm. yeah. But then yeah. So, so the, 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 I suppose if we had to pick any potted history, you know, any any key thing that changed in the MMO genre in the last ten years, as World of Warcraft's success blew everyone else out of the water and forced them to change. Forced you could no longer bet your your game against. World of Warcraft in in the battle for one subscription. Yeah, you know if 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 gamers have to choose one game to pay for, it's going to be World of Warcraft because it, it and, and justifiably so. I mean, I haven't played it a lot myself in a very long time, but I've done my fifty levels. I've been there. I've done that. I've played it. Fifty. Yeah, in fact, I, I, yeah. I, I, last time I played was before Burning Crusade. It's probably a bit different now. Yeah. Um, we can do it in a day. Yeah, apparently it's quite fast. But yeah, it was polished. It was well put together. They spent a lot of money on it. It was, it was, you know, accessible. They, the, the key success, I think. Well, partly, yeah. Okay, Warcraft, well-known IP that brought a lot of people in. Yeah. But then, way more people have played World of Warcraft than the Warcraft games. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Certainly back in the day. But it was well. It was polished. You know, you can't underestimate a, a game that works and isn't buggy and doesn't lag and the network code was worked well. It was deliberately low spec. Everyone, yeah, everyone yeah. you know, oh, run it's all, I don't like well, it's all cartoony graphics. Yeah, but it'll run on a 486 or a low-end Pentium. Probably or more importantly, probably, it'll run on whatever laptop you have. Yeah, probably they've had some graphical upgrades and I engine have, yeah, upgrades yeah. since yeah. then. But back then, that was that was a real thing, especially when you know. So because EverQuest two came out the week after World of Warcraft, yeah. EverQuest two they bet on single processors getting more and more powerful forever. Yeah. Whereas so uh, and then that so all the dual core stuff came along and it didn't help at all, and it just had the uncanny valley problems. It didn't. It all looked like plasticine a lot of the time. Yeah. Anyway, so you know, and then that sort of set the trend for the genre. And then, you know, it's it's always oh well, what does WoW do? And and so you go through this phase of everyone trying to compete with World of Warcraft for like three or four years, a lot of, lot of other games that are different but don't do very well at all. Then you get this phase of, the, you know, because the designs process takes three years, three or four, three to five years to come through. So three to five years after Warcraft launch, you start getting a lot of Me Too stuff. You get a whole raft of MMOs which are essentially World of Warcraft but with different IP, different graphics. You know, it's what would Warcraft do. So many of the systems, the loot colour coding, the, the, the grouping composition, the basic Trinity gameplay, which admittedly was stolen for EverQuest, but it was never properly codified in EverQuest. It all just, yeah. We end, I think now, in the last sort of three or four years, we're starting to see different stuff. But then I think also you're starting to see the MMO genre as a whole. Well, start to go. I think it does open up one question. Mm. Though, yeah, uh, and forgive me for uh, bringing this up, but <laughs> yeah. do MMOs feel over? I don't know. I don't know. I think. They're not new. They're not interesting. I mean, it seems to me. I'm like I say. I don't follow news much nowadays. I don't really, you know, wait in keen anticipation for the next big thing. You know, it's it's. We're now in the age of survival sandboxes. We're well, in the age uh, of of small group, well, sort of shared layer instance well, things. That, that was the thing, wasn't it? MMOs were the next big thing because everyone was chasing that sub. Oh, All thousands the, of players yeah. in one game. All, no, well, forget that. that. That's irrelevant. It was the companies wanting 
people to pay monthly for their games so mm, that they got mm. lots and lots of money. Yeah. And everyone was chasing that for a while, but it never really got that big because you couldn't really compete it. And then everyone decided, right, we're going to make MOBAs then. MOBAs are big. There's a couple of big MOBAs. We're all going to make a MOBA. Yeah. And now they're all shutting down. And yeah. Everyone's making a battleground style game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a survival sandbox. Well, sea of Thieves is a PUBG game, essentially. It's yeah. just on boats and you're yeah. in a team of four instead of, you know, solo. But. Yeah, yeah, it all comes and goes, I suppose. But um, what I think, I think MMOs probably as a as a new cool hip happening thing are over. But what I think is that in the times in the time since two thousand eight, since two thousand or whatever, that MMOs have gained enough regular loyal customers to keep themselves going forever. And obviously, yeah, whole generation, my generation, will you know, we'll, we'll die off eventually, and then there'll be no yeah. one to replace us, and there'll be no MMOs. But the people that still play things like Lord of the Rings Online now or Anarchy Online or World of Warcraft are people who've been playing it for ages and ages. Do they attract new players at all? Well, or is it just curious? I suspect there's a kind of, you know, permeation and osmosis of, mm. of new players coming in to see what it's about and some people hit, getting hooked and, and well, enjoying it. But it, I don't think it's, you know, the cool like thing. Is it retro gaming now? You go along because, you know, you, I think you, you quite perhaps, like you want to go and have a look at the old game. If it isn't already, we will see that, I think, in the next 10 years or so. A whole generation of, you know, people... Going back to really old MMOs, just as a, as a, yeah, like the like the problem like abandonware. The problem almost. with that, of course, is when an MMO dies, unless mm. people can pull together a server, it dies. We can't go back to auto assault. It does I would love to go back to auto assault. And have uh, well, it has. To, it needs a certain critical mass of popularity yeah. in the first place. SWGMU has about about thousand two thousand to two thousand players regularly. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's essentially a, a hobby hobby reverse engineered yeah. Star Wars Galaxy server. I believe they might even be get, have got jump to light speed now. I don't know. Yeah, the, it was pretty feature complete last yeah. time I looked. So last six months. There, or so. There's a Warhammer Online one. There's a bunch of other ones. There needs but... to be the passion, and that's what drives the sort of nostalgia, the abandonware esque attitude of it all. But there's even been the old uh, World of Warcraft one and things. But well, there's quite a few of those. But they, they to, <laughs> yeah, they tend to keep the. Well, that's because World of Warcraft hasn't gone away yet. No, <laughs> but, but people want the original game. Well, yeah, that's yeah, you get the schisms. Games change over time, and you can never go back. And, I think uh, that's one of the appeals of the genre. But then, yeah, exactly that nostalgia—you can never go back sort of thing. I, I sometimes, very rarely, I try to go back to EverQuest One and to find the game I was playing in the year two thousand. You know, yeah, <laughs> the year the, the, eighteen years ago. That's gone away. Um, it's yeah, it is not there anymore in their live service they've revamped so many of the starter zones and the classes and the feel of the, and the xp you know game is much much faster but um yeah so so in a way you can't go back to the nostalgia stuff in that quite that same way which is where all this yeah vanilla War, warcraft server mania comes from you know and why they keep shutting down vanilla things and why eventually i imagine blizzard probably will do some kind of vanilla thing yeah or at least you know a token nod to the idea oh maybe they all they might just not care well yeah you got to wonder exactly what percentage of their income is now. Well, mm. but yeah, we see we see the lesser MMOs come and go by the wayside, shutting down and so on, first dwindling away. I mean, quite a lot of the Funcom stuffs on life support now. Yeah, the, 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 I think Age of Conan and uh, Anarchy Online are officially on maintenance now. Although they did get some recent big patches or something. I don't know. Uh, but... oh, of course, uh, Age of Conan basically got replaced by a survival horror game they took all the assets and devs off it and put it oh the Conan that. Exiles yeah. thing it's an, yeah it's another you know build your fort fight off people that sort of thing yeah 
And yeah, Secret World Legends, I'm playing that at the moment. I'll probably talk about that in a, in a what we're playing soon. Uh, I'm having a look at Secret World Legends. But that is essentially, oh, God, it didn't really work. We need to revamp it and try yeah. and sell it again because it's our current hot IP. It's the thing we've got going. Let's moment. brand it to be not an MMO. Is that or, is that or develop a brand new MMO? And as you've said, you yeah. know, that, <laughs> that, time, that. that time is probably past, yeah. We there know. are some coming out. Mm. Uh, occasionally the... Uh, MMO podcast people will mention them. I and think what we're in now is the age of the Kickstart nostalgia niche project. MMOs as the massive World of Warcraft beta, or even World of Warcraft itself, are pretty much over. You're I would not, agree. You're not getting any of the big devs or the big publishers. No, but in. what you are, well, you are getting the big devs, but they're not getting studios or back or financial backing. They're going straight to to nostalgic ex MMO gamers <laughs> of a certain age and uh, asking for money directly and getting it. Yeah, and they're building things like Camelot Unchained. They're building this Shroud of the Avatar thing, Gary. It's basically, you know, rebuild. It's essentially Ultra Online Two of another name. Yeah, he's and he's, but he's going straight to what the Shroud of the Avatar. No, I'm pretty know. sure it's an MMO. I'm, I'm really it, not paying much attention to it because yeah. I don't care. Yeah, I think Mark Jacobs is is trying to get, is building uh, another a, a revamped Dark Age of Camelot, essentially in Camelot Unchained, and apparently that's going quite well. It's getting to beaters sometime soon, I guess. And yeah, this is all. Yeah. This is the age, I suppose. Is it artisanal product? Artisanal. That's the <laughs> wretched word I was looking for yeah yeah hipster MMO design yeah it's like it's the idea of sort of micro breweries but for MMOs yeah. you know you, we, we're trying to recreate this old thing that we know has a very limited niche appeal all these people who grew up on the people of my age people who've, who discovered them all in the early 2000s and who who just don't want to let go don't want to see this yeah. this, this genre disappear but we, you really cannot count on them appearing on boxes in game shops anymore. I mean, partly because there aren't game shops anymore. But, you know, that whole big world of wow, you know, big sort of, you know, plinths in supermarkets near the door type yeah. thing. That's reserved for your FIFAs. Yeah, yeah your big sort of um, Destiny 2, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. The, the, and, well, games the idea of an MMO being the big AAA <laughs> showcase product is probably over, yeah, yeah, I think. Well, that's one of the other things that's happened since we started. Games got mainstream. Yes. Games really got mainstream. Yeah, Everyone so. plays games now. Yeah, yeah. It's, but when we started, they didn't. You hear, you hear people in the office chatting about it and stuff, and I'm still of that era where I'm paranoid to actually tell people about what I do in my spare time, so I don't really join in in these chats. Half so the and, office plays Destiny. Yeah, these are people who are 10, 10, 10 years younger than me and, and below, and they're, they're, they're quite openly talking about gaming. It's ridiculous. It's, it's perverse. It shouldn't be allowed. I know. Shocking. It should be restricted. Where's to your profession? shame? Man? Only professionals You're... should be allowed to talk about it. Being a man-child is something to hide. Uh, <laughs> but no, but no it's, it's, yeah, everyone, everyone's got a yeah. console under the telly now. <laughs> Nowadays, yeah, I, do you remember? And these are these are parents. These are people in their forties and fifties yeah. gaming quite happily, you know. And do you, do you remember when Pokemon Go launched and that was all that over was, the news? Because well, that was weird. That was a moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that that was wow. This really so everyone's out there with their phones, you know, just hunting for imaginary monsters to, to gain a score yeah. and stuff. And, and people still play. You still see them. I heard that they they put some on top of Ben Nevis. Oh, <laughs> sorry. So I might I'll have to borrow your gear to have a go and have a look when I when I yeah, stage my ill-fated doomed assault on it this year. Yeah, they, they come up everywhere. There's bound to be a poker stop at the top. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Mobile games happened. So mobile games, mobile gaming. I still haven't cracked it. I think it is because I, I am some sort of dinosaur no, throwback. I, to I the don't. 2000s. I don't think there's anything to crack. I think what happened is mobile gaming came along. It had a bunch of promise and potential. It 
critically, it had a easy-to-get-on marketplace. Well, so lots and lots of indies could try and put out interesting games cheaply, mm. or relatively cheaply. And then what happened was, what happens with all these things is the big companies got involved, started getting really big, putting lots of advertising budget in it, started monetizing everything in interesting ways. And then what happened was there was no room for any of the indies because it's just full of really large companies who can afford cinema adverts. Very similar Match 3 Gems games with a load of adverts popping up yeah. all over the place. Yeah, and you I get really—I just haven't cracked it because I just really object to adverts. I haven't inoculated myself against them by exposing myself to yeah. enough adverts. You know, I just the, don't watch telly the, much. There are so few interesting mobile games now yeah, that come yeah. out that I hear about. Uh, I try. I you know download occasional things and try them, and they're all really shallow and yeah. they serve a purpose, yeah. I suppose. But but I mean that's something that didn't that wasn't you know there wasn't a thing 10 years ago the idea that everyone has everyone has essentially a mid-range pentium in their pocket now <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> what we would consider a reasonably high spec gaming rig 10 years yeah, ago is yeah. now basically <laughs> in everyone's pocket in every airport or train station or whatever you know and yeah okay the form factors the thing the tiny screen the input methods their challenges i still don't think have been properly no solved yet to, to, to my satisfaction but but yeah so the idea of gaming as a concept as a thing people do yeah i mean you see people you know the old black mirror everywhere you look bus stops yeah. you know in offices in cafes and whatever you know one in you know almost like one in four people you see in your life are holding some kind of device and looking at it at any given time it's and you know you can go off on one about the whole black mirror aspect of it, but the idea that what are the, what are those people doing? And they're not all you know they're not all you know reading Dostoevsky, are they? They're not no, all, they're, they're not all planning their finances. They're looking at cute cat. Pictures. They're looking at cat pictures. They're they're watching Facebook. They're, a lot of them are playing games. The games being played, computer games being played, is such a massive thing now compared to ten years yeah. ago. Yeah, mobile games. But I still haven't. I, th- I think I came at it too late. I think I, for me, a computer game is something complicated that you need a big box to sit in front of and that you need to spend three hours yeah. doing. Also, like we said, crowdfunding happened. Crowdfunding. Yeah. Who could have seen that one coming? I honestly didn't. No, no. The, the idea. I always thought that. I, 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 even back to 10 years ago, I, we, we had a sense that computer games cost too much to make. Yeah. But we didn't think there was any real alternative. You can't just ask people for money as, you know, as like a tip jar. But it turns out you can. Yeah. There are sites and services that have come up to, to, to facilitate that. Your Patreons, your Indiegogos or whatever, your Kickstarter itself, obviously. And some people just go straight to the, the public. You're not even using those. You know, your are um, Star Citizen being the big example. Well, yeah. I think they're really dangerous. They just went with direct, direct. Oh, you do. You, you do it through well. that, and then you go and have direct funding. But now they do it through selling stuff on the store. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's, it's there and launched now. And yeah. in Dangerous's case, so they've moved to a different model. But and people don't mind. Paying I think a, a lot. Of quid for. Well, there's the danger, isn't it? I mean, I'm sure I've ranted about this and <laughs> tangentially on many recent shows. The idea that it's it gets to the point where it's not actually in a developer's interest to finish the game anymore. Once the game's finished, they can't really ask any more Kickstarter money. No. Which I have a lot of problems with the kickstart culture but it does sort of work and i think if, if as you know we'd said earlier that the idea that mmos are now becoming an artisanal retro nostalgia thing that are that then the only way they're going to be get made in the future is by appealing directly to the people well, who actually want them up until that time when one of the big uh games companies decides to do something interesting and reinvents them and 
Mm. Right. Maybe get somewhere close to the potential of MMOs, but yeah. Is there still a role for publishers? Yeah, uh, yes. Publishers are very risk risk averse, particularly the venture capital behind the publishers. I mean, yeah, everyone's quite happy to shell out a load of money for the next GTA and the next Some, FIFA yeah. or whatever. Yeah, but. somebody's got to put money up. And who puts the money behind the indie darling that could transform the way we game? Oh, no one at the moment. Mm. And uh, well, you're, you're more likely to see it with the Sony's or the Microsofts or the somebody trying to prove a point. I suppose if you're big enough to have a bit of spare cash, you don't mind putting a flutter on something unproven. Yeah. Then, well, yeah. it, the Microsoft and Sony's try new things constantly because um, they want to get more market share. And you know, Microsoft put an awful lot of amount of effort into putting indies onto the um, system. I would Sony have put an awful lot of effort into putting VR onto the system. Uh, VR, and, yeah. Um, both of their attention spans on those two things are about as what you'd expect. But mm. yeah, I mean, I would have thought we'd have seen crowdfunding fatigue really shut everything down by now oh it's getting there the uh, amount of games kickstarters last Sing- year mm. was really down and I'd, I'd i've done no research at all but i just sort of pull a number out of thin air for successful kickstarts versus failed kickstarts oh. we're talking less than half success oh, it's going to be way less than half but mm. the ones that succeed succeed really well mm-hmm. for every yeah. elite though they're... that's enough to keep the whole yeah. thing a viable prospect and i, I hate to say it but if you want to look at successful funding then star citizen really does qualify i think jury's still out on that no I, it qualifies as successful funding i it think has to. they're so far along that they will deliver something it's yeah. not just going to disappear it's not that you know smoke is scam a lot of the detractors try and troll people into thinking it is but i think what's delivered probably is can't possibly meet the expectations of most of the people who give them money yeah. and that's a different story i suppose but but yeah they will there'll be something there as to when i don't know hmm. um what else has happened oh pc died repeatedly um, pc's dead yeah, that was a catchphrase. I remember that was one yeah. of our podcast catchphrases for like a good five year stretch <laughs> in the middle there. Yeah, PC gaming's yeah. dead. No, I think no, PC P- gaming. PC gaming has been declared dead so many times now. <laughs> the PC. Funny. It depends what you mean by a PC. I mean, well, what what happened was, of course, that very high spec gaming rigs. I suppose are quite are relatively rare, but everyone's got some kind of well, laptop or the, something. The times like, I can remember it happening was the consoles got popular, PC y- was dead. Yeah. Um, well, it's usually any time a console release comes out. Yeah. It's, oh, no, no. PC no. sales collapsed, PC is dead. Mm. Um, mobile gaming killed the PC. Yeah. Um, My PC else? gaming is still very Oh, much there's too alive, many games on Steam. That killed the PC. <laughs> <laughs> and the steam not curating anymore yeah. getting rid of green light yeah uh, that's a kill pc yeah kill pc uh-huh. yeah 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 mind uh, you pcs aren't dead because everyone needs them to mine bitcoins now it's true <laughs> that's something i wouldn't have seen coming 10 years ago no you know, what you know future tim appears with the mirrored shades 10 yeah. years ago and, and <laughs> explains about bitcoin and, and cryptocurrency i think i think i'd just yeah tell him to go away and don't be stupid i'd say what the price is down to but that's going to really date it yeah that makes me really cross yeah, Bitcoin mining. Oh, well, no, I mean, just the concept of Bitcoin mining when you could be doing something like donating your spare PC cycles to help map cancer proteins or yeah. something, you know? There's two sorts of people, three sorts of people in the world, aren't there? There's people who, when they finish using their PC, they turn it off. There's people who, when they finish using their PC, get it mining Bitcoins. And then there's people who, finish when they finish using their PC, get it to search for aliens or, uh, or, or map I'm four. proteins or I'll whatever. I'll just walk away from the PC. Well, yeah, some people just never turn them off. Like, some people are using them all the time, yeah. yeah but it's, it's just, it's, my PC upstairs is doing nothing. Okay. I could have had it pre-render loads of heating your room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. the idea of Bitcoin is so wasteful of electricity, of, of PC hardware, and it's like we're doing this on purpose and we're being paid for it. It's like, I don't know. It, it fundamentally 
makes do, me cross do, do you know how on a works? sort of ethical and moral level. You, you mine a Bitcoin, you don't actually get a Bitcoin. No, you get... You get a chance to get a bit of a Bitcoin. Oh, it's a lottery. It's yeah. a lockbox as well, yeah. is it? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah, MS uh, Microsoft is uh, putting effort into PC games. Oh, are they? That, that's happened so many times in the last decade that I can't remember. Microsoft, they, every so often they to... turn around and say, we're, yeah, we're, we're going to focus on PC games for a while now and then forget it instantly. I, yeah, I get the impression it's difficult to, to call out Microsoft as a as a whole entity for doing anything particular. <laughs> There's various bits of Microsoft that vie for each other for, yeah. with the, for the resources and have different agendas, I imagine. Yeah, uh, at the moment they, uh, I think they're only trying to do PC gaming again. And, I wouldn't have guessed at Windows 10 being the current thing, ten years ago. Well, ten years ago, I would have been using probably Vista, maybe. Yeah, yeah, would have been Vista. Yeah. Yeah. So why why would you not have guessed at Windows 10? I don't know. I just wouldn't have thought they'd have gotten that far in. I thought they'd have kept going. They with did. Vista they and... skipped nine. Oh well, they, yeah, they cheated. And they they had to get rid of it really quickly. <laughs> Much like Vista. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Vista took so long to come out because they promised the moon on a stick. And I liked Windows it. Seven. It was okay. I still use it at work. Hmm. Yeah. Um, what else has happened? Um, games got cheaper to make. Um. Not the big ones, <laughs> but would you have thought? No, this seen... is what you 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 bloody called this. You, this is this is you basically calling the dis, the, the the sort of utter desolation and destruction of the mid tier of game yeah. game development. Well, Games got stupidly expensive to make and almost cost nothing to make as well. Yeah, and that does not work that well. In Suddenly the you've got this. There's nothing in the middle. You've got yeah. they're either GTA Five and they cost like two hundred million to make and made about a hundred times that back. Or they're Flappy Bird. Or they're Flappy Bird. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I regularly follow the Steam new. Yeah, tag. that and must be so Steam, painful. It is quite painful because now what they've had to do because they got rid of green light because they couldn't be bothered to do the admin you now curation. You just have to pay a hundred. You pay you pay hundred dollars or whatever, and your game will be put on Steam yeah. regardless of content or what it is. And some of the stuff. And now that on the new page, they've got a tab with popular and trending yeah. new, and that's where the proper stuff is. <laughs> and then there's a new tab which is hidden by default, and you click on it, and there's just so much crap in there, and a lot of it's really, you know, a lot of it's quite. Horrific yeah. in concept. A lot of it's a lot. A lot of it's got you know MS Paint as a as a little image art. You yeah, know, it's just asset they, flips. Yeah, Steam don't care as long as someone gives them hundred quid every time. Who, who would have seen ten years asset ago flips, yeah. that there'd be free game engines that uh, you could just use for free without any problem? And in the online store for the game engines, you could buy a example project which you could then just use Compile and make a game for and upload to Steam. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Who would have? You'd have to be insane to think that anyone would let that happen. How could? How do you get from there to here without somebody turning around and saying? Well, it's good in a way because it, it means good. game design is an open thing now. It's not all locked down by yeah. EA and a couple of other big publishers. I, anyone I, can make a computer game. I, anyone can get it out. There. I was doing that earlier. I was, I was doing stuff in uh, Unreal. Of course, with that, as you know, comes the whole signal to noise ratio sort oh, of yeah. thing. You know, it means that. You get a hundred times as many games being released in the same amount of time. That's now. why I'm never but releasing. <laughs> only one of them's any good. Yeah. <laughs> There's no point releasing because it's a stupid game, which is just basically something that makes me smile because it's a stupid joke. There's no better reason to do a thing, frankly. Mm. But don't need, you don't need to show it to <laughs> anyone else. Uh, as as you're enjoying doing it. Yeah. Oh, who won the console war? Who won the console war? Um, I don't know. Nobody. Well, 
There are no winners. It, it always, Only losers. It always strikes... I don't know. I think they've done such a good job of corralling their own customer bases that yeah. it's essentially three, yeah. three different wars, each of which <laughs> only has one participant. Yeah. You, I think the customer lost the console yeah. war because in 10 years you've gone from, what, an Xbox... Original Xbox 2008 or was the 360? No, 2005 was 360. So you've gone, you've thrown your 360 away and you've now bought an X Bone. Is that still a thing? Yeah, yeah. you've thrown your Connect away because that twice, twice. Uh, (laughs) You're on your third model of X Bone. Oh right, okay. The incremental ones. Yeah, you had that one, then you had the 4K capable, and then you had the one last year, which is the more powerful 4K one to go with all the television. To go with the television. Okay, and then you've you've thrown you've had two PlayStation fours. You've (laughs) you've had a PS3 as well. A PS3, yeah. That would have been thrown away. Was a PS2 before 2000? Oh yeah, that was was before. Yeah, way before. Okay, Uh, and how many Nintendos have you got? You've had a Wii. You've had you've had a Wii, which did really well. You had the Wii U, which did not do really well, and then you got the Switch, which is now doing incredibly well. Each of these boxes. Boxes would have retailed for about three to four hundred quid new. Yeah. Um, plus all your games. More than which, that, some of them. And many of the games Fine. are not backward compatible by design. Yep. You've had how many VR headsets and ping pong balls on sticks? And oh, uh, Sony have sold the ping pong balls on sticks twice. Right. They've sold the iToy camera and various bits of it about 200 times, um, <laughs> promising each time that it was going to be supported this time, yeah. and it never was. And, uh, yeah. Mm. So yeah. in all that time, I think I've had one new complete PC rebuild for about 600 quid's worth and maybe two or three graphics cards. Yeah. So, I don't know, it's all much of a muchness, I guess. It really it's is. It's an expensive hobby, no matter which way you play it, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, digital distribution happened. Um. Games went digital. Uh, do you remember back when you used to get stuff on disc? Oh, you still do, you uh, freak. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm, I've I've gone full digital. I can't remember the last time I actually bought a physical uh, game actually, with a I, disc. I think the last thing I got was the it last over five Mirror's years. Edge because it was really, really cheap on Amazon. Yeah, and yeah. all that comes in those is a disc with some files and a code you enter into Steam. I don't or, think. Origin. I think I'm probably talking some. I don't know. I'm honestly racking my brains to try and think of the last, you know, actual DVD jewel case I bought, and it would have been probably some kind of Oblivion expansion. You know, I mean, I think for the last three or four years, I I bought all my stuff off either Steam or GOG now, game wise. I know what mine is. Yeah, it was Prey. It was a couple of weeks ago. It was really, really cheap. <laughs> okay. In um, closing Tesco. down sale, it was in Tesco oh. being sold off really cheap because they wanted to get rid of their stock. Oh, so. I bought a game or two from a supermarket. Yeah. Yeah, supermarkets selling games, being yeah. the go-to place to buy games. Because you don't get a game because it's really expensive there. And and they keep closing their stuff down, doesn't it? Yeah, because the game really game isn't that anymore. Game is a mobile sh- mobile phone yeah. second-hand reselling shop now nowadays. Yeah. Um, they won't be around for much longer. Well, they, they, yeah, but then I remember back then, back in two thousand eight, not the first episode, but certainly within the first ten episodes, we would have covered at least one story where where there were the the big war between game publishers and game bricks and mortar retail stores about second-hand resale stuff. Yeah, and that's what all this day one DLC was all about what the special unlock codes yeah. is all about basically the, the season indus- passes it, remember those it was an industry at war with itself and basically publishers versus distributors yeah publishers versus bricks and mortar stores and essentially publishers have killed the distributors now I mean yeah they, well, they still exist to be but- fair it's not only the publishers that did it it was the Internet well, that, broadband speeds, it removed the need for the distributor. You don't need to go and buy a yeah. disc. You Why just do you need to go to a shop hour? when you, yeah, yeah well, oh, even if it takes overnight to download, yeah. it still just takes overnight. It's there overnight. in the morning and you're done, yeah. And, and yeah, as much as I like to complain about my rubbish broadband here, lots of people have really, really fast broadband because they live in towns. And the, the idea that 
Um, so, yeah, the, the, the idea that all PC gamers are thieves was, was always the problem. Because, yeah, copy yeah. protection, DVDs and so on, oh, secure ROM, etc. that's all gone away now. Oh, because no, it's all sort did, of. There's, well, it's, there's... No, it's gone away because every bloody single-player game you buy nowadays yeah. makes you sign up to their always-online connectivity <laughs> yeah. service to make sure that you're not cheating and not stealing from them. Well, They've all got their lobby, they've all got their storefront. They've all got... Uh, a lot of them still have copy Certainly protection. The, the copy protection's doing quite well. I mean, the last Assassin's Creed was only just hacked after three months. Uh, so, And that's the key bit where people would be pirating it. I so. suppose, yeah. yeah. No, I don't suppose anyone expects it to last forever. It just yeah. needs to last long enough. Uh, okay, something else has happened. Yep. Good old games. Good old games. Who would have thought that a storefront which just specialises mainly in older games yeah. would be really successful? They've definitely changed since back then. I don't know if they, how long have they been going. Oh. Two thousand eight, I suppose. No, they, they must be after. But anyway, yeah, well, yeah so much of that time. And yeah, originally it was oh, we're just gonna you know the old really old origin stuff, yeah. you know, Ultra Underworlds, the Baldur's Gate, Eye of the Beholder, all those sorts of things. Yeah, essentially a kind of and the, but they've got. The, they'd gone the extra mile compared to most abandonware sites in that they'd actually tracked down legal rights to be able to sell yeah. the stuff and then done quite a bit of post work on these games so that they'd either bundle it with DOSBox or do do whatever necessary to get them running on modern PCs for compatibility. Yeah. A, a, an invaluable service that means I'm quite happy to pay for a game I'd owned te- you know, 20 years ago yeah. again. I, I, I've been playing quite a lot of games. So yeah, I've it's often it. easier to just buy and download it from GOG than find your own discs. And then or get it, yeah, getting it working. <laughs> getting it working, yeah, exactly. But then they've, I don't know, in the last sort of three to five, three last three years or so, they've really gone all out on full price major titles well, what as they're well doing now. Is they're, they're, going they're up against they're Steam. catching up Steam. And maybe. I like it. We've got two storefronts. That and was I'd rather I'm... support GOG because it's DRM free. I don't know if we worried about it in ten years ago, but something I do worry about lately and certainly in the last couple of years is the idea that Steam is essentially the platform owner for PC Steam, cons- PC Steam gaming. is too powerful. Steam it is, is a PC. Steam is Steam. Microsoft for, for PCs, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean you can't get you know, PS4 games without going through their online store in, in the PS network and stuff, and that's fine. That's a console. It's what you sign up for. But the idea that Steam has become so ubiquitous and powerful that it's the de facto way to get games yeah. on a PC now. Although it should be said that some companies do have their own. You know, Blizzard sell yeah. their own thing, and uh, very rarely they can Ubisoft they can muscle, they can pull that much clout there. Although Ubisoft always seem to put their games onto Steam anyway. I wouldn't think of while. yeah, exactly. I wouldn't. It wouldn't Although occur Origin to me. To, don't. It wouldn't occur to me to go to well, yeah, Origin. I mean. I, <laughs> Which is why, to be honest, I yeah. always forget I own Ubisoft and Origin games because I never start their stupid client. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is it. It's become essentially the gaming operating system for your PC, yeah. and that's that's worrying. So it's good to see you know good old games getting a reasonable market share and getting a higher profile. The best thing that good old games does is their Connect program. Mm. Uh, connect. Yeah, yeah. You check that every so often, and it'll say, oh, "We found these games in your Steam account. Have three versions of them." <laughs> Okay, how do they get away with that? That is a direct assault on Steam, isn't it? Oh yeah, but it's uh, in a deal with the uh, people making those games. Uh, okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where it'll go though in the next ten years. I mean, what happens when I, this is the thing? I all the way back to like Half Life Two, which was essentially you know the reason Steam exists was was always on copy protection yeah. for Half Life Two at the time. Yep, and they happened to oh, oh we could sell other games here as well. Um, ever since then, I've been worried. What happens when they turn Steam off? Yeah. What happens to my games? Well, you, you look at Valve and you do not get the idea that they are a company who are 100% on the ball. <laughs> <laughs> they always feel like they're, they're just sitting around drinking coffee, playing 
office cricket or whatever. <laughs> and uh, not really when there's no paying attention to the platform. And I'd like to think that they would send one final unlock code to all my Steam library. Well, is that the is that the nature of the thing? Are we just renting all our games from from Valve? Although I tell you what would happen if somebody the moment that uh, oh it'd be cracked yeah obviously. the moment Steam stopped trying to fight it the, the community would take steps yeah. obviously one but, of the DLLs in Steam would get changed it would all disappear and then suddenly all your games would be free again but yeah. yeah yeah I do worry about power about about commerce and about all that nonsense but uh, what can you do yeah if you want to play worried. games yeah mm. you have no choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what else has happened in the 10 years is there anything that I haven't mentioned that you want to discuss um, personalised I don't know I, I, I was 20 podcasting I was 32 and we started doing this I just made a note there yeah. 42 now yeah I know yeah. we're quite old aren't we we are quite old but uh, I don't feel like I've really grown or changed uh, in those times I mean I've, I've Gained an interest in fitness and outdoor life. Yeah, yeah, mainly because um, of the gaming. <laughs> yeah, um, but I'm still playing the same sorts of games. Yeah, we haven't grown as people, really. Mm. Podcasting happened. Podcasting started... Mumble up. happened. Mumble happened, When yeah. we started doing the podcast, I was not I was still too scared to do voice chat yeah. and gaming. We have a community now. Well, yeah. I, I like a Mumble community. server. Lots, just, of, lots yeah. of good friends online yeah. and who I, I, I chat to to this day and still, yeah. still meeting new people via Mumble. It's all good. Yeah. So, yeah, I've grown as a person in my self-confidence I suppose although I'm still too frightened to actually ramble into a mobile phone whilst people are hiking past me on, on the downs that does seem a bit eccentric you're too frightened to walk past people too many times uh, well that just looks rude yeah it looks like I'm racing and then yeah paranoid mm. I watched a video yesterday of somebody who did the entire co- uh, downs co- uh, way in yeah. a day in a day yeah they were on a bike. It's a hundred miles. They were on a bike and they started at half four and didn't finish. You could late. probably cycle it in one go if you yeah. really, really went for it. I think if you really, I've seen people running stretches of it. Um, you could probably do that in two or three days, I suppose, if you really pushed. Yeah. Mm. Well, you could, well, but when you get to the end, you have to walk all the way back. Yep. Yep. So what about you? What have you? Have you learned or grown or done in the I've, last I've decade? <laughs> I wouldn't have got into audio. I it? wouldn't have got into audio editing and video editing. Yeah. Without yeah, all this. Well, yeah, yeah, the video. Yeah. Hello. Hello. That's new. That's that's something I didn't think we'd be yeah, doing. Yeah, no. Um also I would YouTube stars. YouTube. Was YouTube such a thing back then? I think it probably was. No, not as like it is now. Mm. Uh it was around, I think. There was five. Anyway. <laughs> um Yeah, um it's made me a lot more a lot less frightened about talking. Yeah, I I don't have any qualms about talking in front of people now. Yes, it's definitely. Helped. I find myself going into podcast persona yeah, in job yeah. interviews and things. It's yeah. helped me with that. <laughs> During meetings as well, I, I, I did. I actually finished a, a work meeting with that. So see you next time. And I was like, oh god. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and then I stopped because I was waiting for you to go goodbye. <laughs> there was, it was all a bit odd. Yeah. So yeah. So that's that's a bit strange. Oddly, at work, everyone who listens to the podcast leaves shortly afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I, there's useful podcasts. Yeah. Skills, I recommend giving it a go. It's not as scary as it seems. I think I've gone off gaming. <laughs> well, yeah, you don't <laughs> no, really game as I much I don't these game days. as much as I used to. I think you've um, burnt out a bit. I've burnt out. Also, uh, most modern games don't seem to interest me as much anymore. I'm doing a lot more retro gaming. Mm-hmm. 
I'm playing Spectrum games more. I seem to be just gaming as much as I ever have. In my tweet earlier, I found the bo- the manual for Lord of the Rings adventure game on the Spectrum. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had a section of multiplayer, which was basically, you can each play each character <laughs> and just pass over. <laughs> Take turns typing yeah, stuff in. It's funny. Wow. Yeah. Um, I got massive books of Spectrum games next to my desk, and I just dive into it every so often. Wow, that is hardcore yeah. Uh, nostalgia. Yeah. And that's not even the working Spectrum. <laughs> Yeah, um, it, it's um, basically, I, I don't think I've learnt anything over this time. It, we just got to the point where we do this out of habit. <laughs> it is easier to keep going the, than The stop. listeners and the viewers watch it out of habit. And um, it just basically... You are way, welcome, we value it, you. It's just a way to let the world know we're not dead yet. Uh, yes, yes, it's a, become a kind of diary for me, really. Yeah. It helps me organise my thoughts a bit just to relate them to someone, you know. Do you think we'll be doing this in 10 years? I don't know. I don't think so. Will there be an episode 400? It won't be 10 years. It'll be way earlier than that if we do it. Because uh, we, we keep restarting the numbering. Yeah, we won't keep restarting yeah. the numbering and make different shows and take yeah. years off. And yeah, I, 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 It's hard to tell. The, the, the idea of 10 more years scares me, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, also, the way we'll gaming be would be in 50s. 10, Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. That, <laughs> is that a I haven't like died on a trail somewhere. More likely to be dead. Mm. Um, yeah, good point. Uh, Akeley reminded me you, you need to write your name and address or, or my name and address on your phone so that if you do die out on the walk, then I get the footage. I'll be dead. I don't care. Yeah, I do. It'll be someone else's problem I need at that the footage. point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of the nice things about being dead is you don't have to worry about that kind of tidy up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I think we'll. There will probably be an episode two hundred one. Uh, yeah, I'm all right for the next one. <laughs> I, I know there's <laughs> about a, ten years time. There's at least one more walking video, and if you do a bit more walking, how many more episodes you got after that? Is it two or one? Uh, one more to go, I think. Okay, so there's two more walking videos of this series, so I need to think of something content. And I'm back on the week. back on the Devon coast path in May. I yeah, think, so for another yeah. week. Okay, I've got a month to fill. Okay, I need to figure out some more content to uh, deal with our <laughs> off weeks. Uh, you could do a thing. I'm doing a thing. I've started doing a thing. But every time thing. I look at my thing, I think my thing's rubbish. And then I realise that it's based on the Don't worry. Show, Don't worry about the rubbish. And thing. I feel guilty about the name, so I now need a new name for the thing. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I wrote some music and did a, uh, a title <laughs> sequence, which was rubbish. I need to do a better one. Mm. Yeah. I would like to hear from you in the comments of YouTube or whatever if you've been with us for on 10 site. years as well. I'd love to, I'd just love to know who's stuck it out this long. Yeah, anyone. if anyone oh, is anyone out there at all, you know, actually, no, I know there are, there are people out we there. Do, they, yes, they, they, they talk to me and tell me, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you have been, if, you, if you've made it for 10 years of this as well, then well done, you. Um, actually, when did you find us? How did you find us? How long have you been doing this? <laughs> tell us your stories about the last yeah. 10 years. Oh, I, I, I keep imagining we pick up new people on YouTube as well because we'll just be being pushed to random people but i bet yeah i met a lot of a lot of good friends have come and yeah. gone over the last decade yeah. so it'd be good to hear from you in some shape or form yeah especially if you've been listening since the start and have never mentioned it <laughs> we'd love to know why yeah i'd love to know why uh yeah uh, so basically that's 10 years hey. and 200 episodes of this oh, oh, another one of these ow my ears oh, oh is, that, is, that, is that blowing the microphones out <laughs> Wow. <laughs> <coughs> so that gunpowder again. Yep, yep, gunpowder. Oh, we get into trouble for doing gunpowder on YouTube. Oh, it's God. mainly making it. Are we, yeah. are we, are we extreme content? We now? used explosives on YouTube. We're going to get banned. Oh, God. <laughs> or like the King of Random Guy, federal charges for making bombs. This has got a bit dark. We probably yeah. ought to wrap up. We should. Or Cody, who uh, refined uranium. 
I, um, well, yeah. That's way out of our league. It really is. Yeah. Uh, not that kind of budget. I do have... No. Uh, no, you don't have. <laughs> no, I don't have. Uh, actually, there's a lot of flammable stuff in this room, if you think Let's move swiftly along. Uh, yeah. Do so, smell. You can go along to HannahMurderTime.com where you can see all the many, many episodes we've done. So many mm-hmm. episodes. Uh, you can go right back to episode one. It's, it's there. It is it's, there. It's a bit of a hard listen. Episode two's better. Some of the music's quite nice. Yeah. I need to figure out it does get it. better, yeah. <laughs> that was quite a tentative and nervous <laughs> session, that, I remember. Yeah, uh, you can also uh, go to YouTube and you can get the video versions of this with our fantastically decorated studio. You've got to see it to believe yeah. it. I don't know what that's going to be. Some do. expense was spared. If the video compression on this episode is terrible, <laughs> it's because, yeah. <laughs> that's sort of the worst case for MPEG encoding, isn't it? Oh, good. I'm glad I contributed. Yeah. It would be worse if it, if it was... If it was gently moving throughout the episode, yeah. I think that might also yeah. help. Uh, yeah, and if you you can catch uh, uh, on the weeks between the episodes, you can t- catch Tim's walking videos. Mm. Uh, nearly the, there, nearly at Eastbourne. The next one to come up is where? Uh, somewhere to Alfriston. Lewis. Pikeham to Alfriston. No, Lewis to. Lewis. Lose, Lewis. Lewis. No, it's not Lewis. Oh, God, damn. I've got a real problem with that. <laughs> yeah, Lewis. Yeah. Lewis. It's like the murderer. Right. Lewis, which is not in the Shetlands. No. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and so that'll be uh, the week after this, and then there'll be another one of these. Uh, we'll finally our... reach Eastbourne and throw the ring in the sea. Yeah. You do know it's not a volcano there, right? I couldn't find a volcano. Yeah. That short notice. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and uh, join us uh, in two weeks for episode 201, where we'll be back to talk about what we've been playing and things, and how fantastic gaming is now. See you later. Goodbye. <laughs>